Hi, thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today's mini episode is all about Nope. We're going to review it. We've waited several weeks before we reviewed it to give you guys, you know, some time to see it because we're going to spoil it. Today on High on Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. All right, John, what are we smoking this week? We got some of that Guptilla. Guptilla? We've had that before. It's uh, about 15% THC. Okay. Flavor and aromas is pepper. Top effect is happy. Uh, I got to say, I'm going to read. Uh, if you have your leafly.com up, you can follow along at home. <laughs> uh, Guptilla is a potent indica dominant crossbred by Colorado Seed Inc. Dominant. With the glittering trichome-laden foliage of Gorilla Glue Number no. Four intermixed with the Doctor of Dankness Gupta Kush, Doctor of Dankness, this strain raises cushy, full-bodied indica effects to a level few have the privilege of enjoying. Few <laughs> anticipate pungent floral and earthy overtones with pronounced cerebral headiness. <laughs> this man, whoever wrote this, is very wordy. It's like if Stephen King wrote, like they, wrote a they, word they, review. They probably like made the strain. They wanted to beef that shit up. But uh, the pronounced cerebral headiness that is anchored to the earth by the physical weight this strain places on the limbs. <laughs> Enjoy this strain at the end of the day as its effects are very sedating. I mean, sounds like this. We're just going to fall asleep like mid-podcast. Yeah, we're going to finish. We're going we gonna to fall asleep oh, before wow. we finish this new review. The feelings. The first one says aroused. Uh, nah. Nah, man. Happy go, go euphoric, and the flavors are pepper, grape, and orange. Twenty-eight <laughs> percent say it helps with stress and anxiety, and twenty-one percent with pain. Well, I mean, that was very descriptive. I mean, leafly, uh, very, very wordy. We should make a checklist and then like hit it and then like go through the checklist. Do we taste the orange? Do we <laughs> smell this? Do we smell that? That was very descriptive. Yeah, like 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 a weed or a weed, a fucking wine person. What are they? What a sommelier. Yeah, yeah right. You're gonna be oh, grinded weed up with your toes. What is that? and berries with your feet. You know, like they do. For sommelier wine. is just a person that tastes no, wine. No, like, I know. Why are you stopping? And then I got the idea about <laughs> about somebody trying to squash. Nugs with their toes, the way that people do berries for wine. I was like, would you, if you found out that there was like the primest of like best weed in the world, but it's just like people and they bare callous feet just stomping on it. Would bare you be, callous feet. Would you be, you know, would it be, would it be a weed you'd partake in? I mean, yeah, probably, but I mean, <laughs> I don't see how stomping it with their feet is going to make it any better. <laughs> You gotta call me out, man. I had a good point. I don't know you did. <laughs> All right, well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get on with the topic of today. Nope. Not of planet Earth. That was a theory that surfaced online, and I like it, but Jordan Peele debunked it, saying that the title of the movie 
is more of a reflection on people's reaction when they see something fucked up or scary. You know, like they see something, they go, nope, uh-uh, I'm out. You know, that type of thing. I had um, not heard that theory. Yeah, um, so it was, I thought it sounded cool, you know, but he definitely debunked it. it does not, nope does not stand for not of planet Earth. Um, but as a matter of fact, Jordan Peele has said that this movie is an invitation to people who don't like horror movies to acknowledge them and to say, you know, you can take this. But really, this film at its heart is about human addiction. I'm sorry, quote, human addiction to spectacle and what happens when money becomes involved, uh, end quote. And Jordan Peele um, also said that uh, it was to, this movie was meant to undo Hollywood's twisted perspective of the Wild West, mainly the erasure of the black cowboy. John, take us through the movie. All right, Nope is a 2022 American science fiction horror film. I almost kind of want to say, you know, I guess it really doesn't fit the true definition of it, but like a Western horror almost. Yeah. But it's not really a Western. It's just yeah, set it in It definitely West. has a Western feel for sure. Uh, it's written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele under his Monkey Paul Productions banner. Star- stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yoon, and Michael Wincott along with Brandon Pereira, and it follows two horse-owning siblings who attempt to capture evidence of an unidentified flying object. So we start, it's 1998, The Big Lebowski's just been released. That has (laughs) nothing to do with this film, I just wanted to mention The Big Lebowski since that was the year. Oh, right, right, but you're going to give me shit for mentioning Godzilla. I mean, you probably got way more chances to bring up Godzilla than I do this. Fair. So we start on a sound stage for a show we learn is later called Gordy's Home. A chimpanzee animal actor fatally attacks several of its co-stars after being startled by the pop of a balloon. Man, that chimp be hammer-fisted, motherfucker. Yeah, he be, yeah, he, he violent. <laughs> but the people there are some wusses, though. Like, he ain't even full grown. <laughs> I know, but he blood, bloody as hell. Bloody as hell. He's straight just UFC and motherfuckers. <laughs> he did kind of look like uh, my boy Forrest Griffin. <laughs> so now we go to present day ranch owner otis haywood senior played by the legendary keith david i mean i'm still mad i didn't get to meet him at monster mania he I wasn't know. supposed to be a guest he got I filled in last minute for devon sawa and whatever happened with uh kane hotter uh, he ended up being like late by an hour and a half and the whole time i'm like man i could be going over there <laughs> and like getting him to sign something but i'm second in this line so i don't want to lose my spot yeah man. but i mean he does enough conventions i figure i'll eventually i'll eventually get to him yeah with any luck lance hendrickson just came back around so you know you know it's good the, the, the legends are still circulating um but yeah i uh I, I told the story before on the podcast. I didn't meet Keith David myself yet, but I rode the elevator with him, and he like kind of played with my son with his Rambo toy for a minute. And I thought it was super cool. As soon as he walks off the elevator, my wife, who you know we all know isn't as initiated into some horror, uh, most horror movies as like we are, uh, as soon as he walks off the elevator, she goes, "Was that the dude from the thing?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." And she goes, "That's so cool." Child. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, um, and you know you talk about iconic voices. That's one that doesn't get brought up, but like, even before I could clearly see him and I heard him talking, I'm like, oh, that's Keith David. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just, you recognize his voice. He also does, uh, he's also the president of Rick and Morty. <laughs> I think he did the voice, a uh, voice in Gargoyles as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, so he trains and handles horses for film and television production. One day they're training some horses and like shit just starts falling out of the sky. Otis Jr., played by Daniel Kaluuya. 
uh, sees his father Otis still on the horse walking away, and then he kind of just slumps over and falls over. Otis took a fucking quarter through the eye. Like that's that's yeah, a pretty that was, rough way. At first, you don't really you know kind of see what happens, and then you you see the uh, autopsy picture. You're like, oh damn! Like, and the shit was lodged in his brain too. On the X-ray, it was like still fucking stuck in his head. Wild. Yeah, and like you kind of know something's up when the horse is just kind of like walking away. Yeah. And he said he's like calling him. You're like, oh, he gonna fall off any second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Short lived. So his children, Otis Jr., uh, goes by O.J., and Emerald M. Haywood, played by Kiki Palmer, inherit the ranch. O.J. tries to keep the business going and maintain his father's legacy while M. seeks fame and fortune in Hollywood. And, uh, like, when they're there and he's going through the little spiel, you can tell, like, O.J.'s not meant to be the person, like, like his father was, like, front and center yeah, making the presentation. Yeah. Yep. He's doing a... Like, he's trying to keep the actors from, like, messing with the horse, but, like, he just doesn't have that commanding presence. Yeah. His sister comes in, just, like, nails the presentation, but, like, <laughs> talks about all her fucking side projects. She's good with words. She's a very... She exaggerates a lot. She's good with, you know... And it, it was funny. I was going to say, it's funny. They showed plate 626, which is, like, the first motion picture. And when it was... When it happened, I leaned over to Nicole, and I was like, oh... I was like, I don't know... I was like... In case you didn't know, like, that's the first ever motion picture. And then, like, 20 seconds later, they go ahead and say it. I was like, oh, I could have just waited like them <laughs> say it. But, uh, yeah. That always f- happens. Like, like you know, yeah, that always that, that type of shit always happens. You uh, there's them. a jockey on a horse. And it was a bunch of still photos put together. And it's the first motion picture. It's known as Plate 626. Um, from, uh, this dude's name is Ed, Ed Edward. But it's, sp- I gotta think it's Edward. But the way it's spelled... Mm-hmm. E-A-D-W-E-A-R-D. Edward. Yeah. Edward Moybridge's Animal Locomotion series of photographs. They claim that the jockey in the photo was their uh, ancestor, their great-great-great-great-grandfather. And uh, six months later, while filming a commercial with a prominent cinematographer, Antlers Holst, mm-hmm. uh, one of the horses freaks out when the crew startles it, and the Haywoods are fired from the project. I mean, he kept telling them not to go behind the horse, and, like, they put a fucking mirror right in front of the horse. (laughs) And, like, I mean, I'm well aware before this movie that you're not supposed to stand behind a horse because they'll kick the fuck out of you. Right. Like, Uh, Well, uh, Antler's Holst, though, uh, he played Top Dollar in The Crow. He was the main villain in The Crow, like, the the leader of the gangsters. And, uh that uh he he's he's a good actor he's in like he kind of pops up here and there he has that voice he always kind of grunts in between every word like mm, gonna have to go out there and get it mm, and then we'll see what happens triple mm. h <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was cool to see him on screen again uh the ranch's financial woes have forced oj to sell horses to ricky jupe park jupe jupe <laughs> Played by Steven Yun. I mean, I would say his only claim to fame is Glenn at this point. Glenn from The Walking Dead. He was in something Walking else. Dead. I can't remember. I'm probably probably forget a couple of his movies being addicted to this guy's career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. Anyway, he operates rude. near Jupiter's Claim, a small western theme park uh, where he exploits the story of Gordy's home massacre because he was the kid on the set. And we'll get to a little bit more about that. Uh, but he uh, he really suppresses his emotions about uh, from his activities of Gordy and really uses it to uh, make money. 
And he offers to buy the ranch from the Haywoods, an offer which Em encourages OJ to accept, because she don't want to do shit with the fucking horse farm. It's it's very clear. <laughs> Stephen Yen, he said that uh, working with uh, Jordan Peele was like a blast, and that he enjoyed it because it was a collaborative experience. So it was pretty cool that uh, he felt he had a lot of freedom in that role, and that he got to like kind of change a few things that might not have been in the script. So... That's pretty cool, you know, like Jordan Peele seems to, you know, be very actor-friendly, and that's good when you're making good movies. People makes people really want to be in your shit. Yeah, I mean, there there are some uh, directors, few and far between, that are just uh, tyrants, that it, and it ends up working <laughs> for them. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Hay- that night, the Haywoods uh, notice the electricity keeps going on and off in their house. Horses are vanishing and violently reacting to just something going on. Uh, they discover it's a unidentified flying object, or uh, what was uh, UAPs? Yeah. Which in the movie he says nobody knows what the fuck that means. I don't know if you heard me. I leaned over to Nicole. It's like unidentified aerial phenomena. <laughs> yeah. Like it has a name. Like yep. He saw about uh, ancient aliens, but anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, they have a UFO shaped like flying saucer. It's been devouring their horses and then spitting out stuff that isn't edible, and. Uh, yeah, because at first, like, in the first, uh, in the beginning there with his dad, you see a fucking set of keys stuck in the horse's leg. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, Belting that shit out. Yeah, it's just spitting out anything that isn't edible, and uh, causes the, which caused their father's death. And uh, looking for wealth and fame, OJ and M decide to document the evidence of the UFO. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll stop here for the non-spoilers. Um, I just want to say, I think, Jordan Peele has another solid movie. I've seen some people say that it was too slow. I disagree with that. And you disagree with me on this. Uh, there's, I feel like there's some parts, like I said with us, that went a little too long. But I didn't think the movie was slow. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, he's solid in like everything he's done with Jordan Peele. And really, anything I've seen him in. He's, yeah, he's making a good name for yeah, himself. Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. He just keeps getting better. Uh, even though it's a limited role, Keith David has a strong presence. It's, it's always, great to see him. Yeah, yeah, and I was going to say, it's always nice seeing him in a horror film. Well, any film at all, but especially a horror film. Right. Uh, the effects are solid. And even if you don't even take in the themes of the film of spectacle and exploitation, it's still good as just a straight-up horror movie. Yeah. I'd give it a 7.8 out of 10. I I would put it number two. I still like uh, Get Out as my favorite Jordan Peele film. Well, uh, I was going to say, um, I think that this one is more like, I get what, I, I don't, I don't agree with what you're saying. I'm not shitting on your opinion about it being like slow at parts because I feel that like the whole last well, I don't, well, hour I, I don't think movie, it's slow at parts. I just thought, I guess maybe you could argue I mean the same thing. I, th- I don't mean slow as in the way people are saying that it takes forever for something to happen. I feel like there's good pacing with that stuff does happen. I just think that maybe the movie could have been a little bit shorter. Okay. I, I don't think it was slow. Okay. Well, uh, I was going to say, you know, because, like, you know, we're not getting into spoilers yet, but I will drop this. Like, the last hour of the movie is just, like, straight UFO action. So I was like, I really thought that the pace was well. Um, I, I liked it. But uh, I think that of his movies, with us being kind of twisted 
like a twisted story and then with get out kind of being like almost like you know the same thing more of like a plot twist type of movie this was a straightforward horror movie and i think this might be like his most like his purest horror movie like of all his horror movies this is the most straight purest horror movie he's done it's straight to the point there's you know there's screaming tense moments like you know like there's some blood curdling screams or in some scenes where like you're just like this is like really uncomfortable you know like the there, you know, I won't. I won't get there yet. But I was gonna say, I would say more like us was more of like more of a like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Whereas this was just more of like, it's kind of like that, but not on that like level of like, I'm on hyper alert. Like I just feel like it's like, what's going on with this? Yeah, it's like you're just in time with it. Yeah, and. uh like in like real time, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, I, I feel like us every time stuff was going on, you just felt tense because like something was going to pop up. Yeah, and uh, I thought that this was uh, another. You know, his, his movies uh, all tend to be original. Like I, I've heard people say he's not original, and I mean, if name me a completely original idea, everything's derivative of something, but nothing that he's done is the super original derivative. filmmakers. But then if <laughs> they they probably took stuff right. from, from from books and other sources. But but, but name yeah. me a movie that's like identical. He like these movies. His movies might be inspired by other things, but name me other movies that are like his. Like everybody borrows from something, and this isn't like this is definitely like a unique UFO movie, an alien movie. Haven't seen something like this in a while. The the last movie that I can and this wasn't a good movie, but the last movie that I can remember seeing that was in the alien genre that was different like this that was totally kind of like until took me a little aback was independence day i liked that one but oh, the other yeah, one i was, I it was the arrival say. with charlie sheen those movies the way they do aliens like i haven't been kind of the, the alien i think it has like this is the most this is reinvigorated the whole alien thing the way that independence day did and the arrival did back then like it's a totally different look at it and it's a solid movie the arrival sucked but the aliens were cool Oh man, I love the arrival. You liked the, I liked the way that they dude, had them uh, fawn legs theaters. with their legs. They kind of had like yeah, the, how like, like the chicken legs. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw that in theaters, and then I remember like it was on like one of the premium channels one summer as a kid, like afterwards, and I watched it like a whole bunch. That of That scene when Charlie Sheen's sweating in the elevator dude, when you first see it, you're not like, oh shit. That and uh, was it the bathtub where yeah. it's just like the whole like building just go like collapses yeah, when yeah. i think it was like mexico i haven't seen it in years i bought it on voodoo and i keep meaning to rewatch it because i want to make nicole watch it i think i feel like she she would probably like it yeah uh that she probably would but um but yeah i uh, i think this is a this is this is a straight up horror movie this uh, in regards to like it's probably the scariest movie he's done in regards to actually being scared i don't think that us or get out were actually scary this one actually is a little is a little if it's a little it's more it's a little, i would say it's more scary i'd say it's the scariest movie he's done i'd give it an eight eight out of ten for me yeah i mean i can't really argue i gave it a 7.8 with yeah, yours rounding enough. up that'd be the same thing <laughs> so uh yeah are you good for non-spoilers yeah i'm good for non-spoilers right. we can get into it now all right josh let's get in the zone auto zone get in the zone auto zone all right well i don't know what is, what is it going on with movies here but uh fry's electronic employee angel torres i feel like my favorite characters we end up talking about are introduced after like we get to the spoiler section but angel was my favorite character by far by far the best character He's that's funny you thought that you never told me that so that's perfect uh he's played by brandon perea and uh he ends up setting up the surveillance cameras uh for the haywoods and like he kind of just kind of forces <coughs> his way into this situation because he's like into ufos and he just like they keep telling him like no 
And he just like keeps trying to force himself into this situation. <laughs> um, electrical interference from the UFO and a praying mantis on one of the cameras prevent them from getting clear footage. But Angel notices a nearby cloud that never moves. Uh, they end up figuring that's the UFO's hiding place, like during the day. Because a little bit before this, we kind of see it going through the clouds yeah. at night. Yep. But uh, when we cut back to Jupe, uh, he's reminiscing about Gordy's place accident. And this is where we get like more background on it. He hid under the table while Gordy beat the fuck out of the co-stars. <laughs> and like I said, the dude who played the father, like he walked into the room. Like yeah. that was the one weird thing is how that happened is like he... Like, it made it almost seem like he left the room, or maybe he was hiding somewhere. Right. But he came back, and this man did nothing to try to help himself. He just, like, ran. <laughs> ran. Like, yeah. He could have, like, tried he yelled, to flip he a yelled table. a couple times. And he, yeah, yelled, he yelled, Gordy, now! <laughs> <laughs> did so much, man. Uh, dude, Jupe is hiding under the table. Jupe? He's unharmed, but uh, he's fucked up mentally from this experience. The chimp uh, tries, well, he finds Jupe and he extends his hand for a fist bump like they do in the show. And then he has his head fucking blown up when he's shot <laughs> dead by the authorities. That shit. Oh, man. He just got sprayed with blood on that. Dude, when he, uh, when, <laughs> when, you know, Gordy fucking uh, looks at Jupe, when, like, Jupe's under the table and Gordy's like, you know, we're kind of like white, like kind of panting or whatever and catching his breath and you see his head turn and he sees droop under the table. My thought was like, oh damn, is this movie going to go there? Like, is this going to get, you know, it doesn't go as dark as I thought it was going to. Like you said, instead he goes for a bit fist bump. Well, you know he's going to be okay, like, but I didn't know if something was going to happen or he was going to try to attack him. Yeah, like 28 days later, him, you know? <laughs> 12 monkeys. <laughs> They're not actual monkeys in that movie. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Moving on. We're moving on here. Uh, so yeah, he has his head fucking just eviscerated. And uh, Jupiter deuces a live show in Jupiter's claim and plans to use horses as bait to lure out the UFO. Uh, which he's been feeding the Haywoods horses for months. That's fucked up because he's yeah. just been buying all the Haywoods horses. <laughs> and and he it. even told him there would be a path to repayment Yep. to uh, OJ. And he wants to talk to him about that. But I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, anyway, the UFO arrives and it devours Jupe and the entire audience as well. And uh, OJ figures out that the UFO is not a spaceship, but a predator. That really fucking, like, changed shit. When you see him, like, yeah. get sucked up and they're getting, like, eaten. Like, yeah. whole families. I was like, damn, that's a pretty good twist. You go into this just thinking it's a straight, like, alien movie. Right. And I guess, in a way, it's an alien. It's, re but but it's reinvigorating it, kind of. Like, now it's like the UFO is the alien. You know, it's kind of like Orca from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Using the same methods he used to uh, break and train horses, OJ believes he can influence the creature's behavior and capture footage of it without being killed. Which, uh, yeah, because he ends up spitting, they figure out about him spitting back the flags and stuff, so mm -hmm. he uses that when uh, the uh, creature chases him later, so I thought that was kind of interesting. <clears throat> And uh, they dubbed the creature Jean Jacket. Earlier in the film, M said she was promised a horse as a kid named Jean Jacket, but it ended up being used for a TV show. And uh, so they decided to name the creature that, and uh, the Haywoods decided to hire Antlers Holst, played by Michael Wincott, for assistance. He initially refuses, but eventually reconsiders after hearing about the Jupiter Claims incident. 
Um, I want to um, I want to stop you right there and go back for a second. Uh, you, we were talking about um, Angel and how he was our favorite character. I, I thought I wanted to drop this knowledge nug here. Um, tell me that this isn't a great list of movies. When Angel found out that he got the role in the film, uh, Jordan Peele sent actor um, Brandon Perea a list of films to watch to get prepared for the role of Angel in Nope. And that list was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Jaws, No Country for Old Men, Alien and 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's a pretty good list. I mean, but that, that's a good homework. If I'm like, yo, if this is the type of homework I got to do, I got the type of job I want. Right. <laughs> now, to circumvent Jean Jacket's effect on electronics, Hole springs in a hand crank film camera to capture the footage. He's just out here cranking it. <laughs> with, with Angel, the group work out a plan to bait out Jean Jacket and watch a field of, uh, Wacky waving and flavor. Wack, <laughs> yeah, the tongue know, twister. It's a tongue twister, but the fucking uh, Family Guy. Wacky waving, wacky waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. There you go. Got there it. There you go. Finally got it. Can you do it again? No, I'm not. I'm just gonna move on. With so like uh, they work out their plan. They got the uh, scatter tube men props uh, for electronical malfunctions. That way they can find out where it's at. Right. You just see them dropping. <laughs> A TMZ reporter ends up showing up and uh, trespasses onto the field and fucks the whole plan up. And he's the best part is he is Angel's like, oh man, what's going to happen when he shuts off an electrical bike going sixty miles an hour? <laughs> and that body goes fucking flying. The sound effect. And then the ah! best part is they're like, he was like, I should go help him basically. And Angel's <laughs> like, no, nah, there's no way he survived that. And he just hear him start screaming. <laughs> He got fucked up, though, for real. Uh, he gets devoured by Jean Jacket as well, uh, while begging OJ to film the event. Though Holes captures footage of Jean Jacket, he lets himself be eaten along with his camera, forcing the remaining three to flee. That was that was a crazy shot of, like, through his camera as it's being, like, I sucked know, up. yeah. Got that POV. Yeah. <laughs> Angel survives an attack from Jean Jacket by being wrapped in a tarp and barbed wire. He spits him right back out. Causing the creature to turn from like a saucer shape into like a jellyfish type form. Yeah. And, uh, or like a sheet, like your you know, fiance said. Yeah, like, it looks like yeah, a, yeah, a bed sheet. Like a bed. It kind of looked like uh, Spawn's cape. It was like very billowing. Uh, yeah, it kind of looked like, like, a, white. Yeah, like a white Spawn's cape. Think of it like that, just floating through the sky. Very crazy. Kind of almost looked like an alien queen's head, too. Did you see the yeah. shape of it? I feel like there might have been some sort of homage and in there. And that weird green mouth that kept yeah. like replicating. Yeah, it was like green jello squares. <laughs> OJ uh, lures Jean Jacket away from M while she uses the motorcycle to rush to Jupiter's claim. There she untethers the themes par- uh, theme park's large helium balloon mascot. Kind of looked like Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> yeah, right? From Austin Powers? Well, I Wasn't mean, this was a real restaurant. What was the one in Austin Powers? It yeah, but yeah, was it, it, it was, was, it was, it was a Bob's Big Boy. Okay. But there was, I mean, the actual restaurant. Uh, Jean Jacket attempts to flee, uh, feed off flee. <laughs> Attempts to feed on the balloon while M uses the attraction's analog camera, like prints out these plates. Yeah, and because uh, of all the people that had bought coins, got digested, and all the <laughs> coins spit back out. Just free arcade money, <laughs> right? She's just cranking out photos, cranking again. There it is. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, before the balloon explodes, and it seems like it kills the creature, uh, with the picture as proof of the creature's existence. And reporters arriving nearby, M sees OJ outside the park on his horse, having survived his encounter with Jean Jacket. 
I gotta say, that last plate, those other plates popped right out. That one took like a fucking minute. Yeah, I know. But I do like how at the end, how uh, um, how she like had her eyes closed and it kind of like the music was playing. And, you know, I thought that was going to be the end of the movie. Like, you know, she was just happy to have survived, but it, she opens her eyes and you see that she sees, you know, her brother standing there. And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, that's cool. He survived. They made it. Hole and ass on that horse. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him, too, though. I liked his character. I liked how he was, like, just blue collar. Man, a few words. Just I liked his character a lot. So I was yeah, like, when, when, when he was ready to sacrifice himself, I thought, fucking figures. You know, like, those are the dudes that always have to bite the big one. Uh, but and it's also funny because like you talk about actors that have worked with directors multiple times and it's usually the same character like dan daniel and daniel kaluuya like mm-hmm. is playing different types of characters in, yeah. in jordan peele movies and they're all working that's true so uh i guess we can uh i don't have anything else no. really more to say about that i feel I like we covered just, you know, everything yeah if you listeners out there you know want to talk about it you know message us and you know we'll uh hit us up we'll have some we'll know we'll answer some questions about it on our next episode we'd love to hear from you and you know jordan peele seems to draw a lot of attraction there's the people that love him the people that don't get him and then there's those that just shit on him because he's popular and just want to have something to shit on regardless of which category you fall into <laughs> right into us if you want to talk about it you know you know whatever we love hearing from you we love talking movies with you guys so uh reach out and uh reach out if you have any other questions about anything as well we need some uh ppa questions ppa (laughs) puff puff ask thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in thank you to myself for being on (laughs) (laughs) uh so uh you know keep up with our social media we'll keep you updated on our next episode follow us on high on horror 420 facebook twitter instagram tiktok uh you can always email us at high on horror 420 at gmail.com Go to our website, highonhorror.com. You can sign up for our newsletter and get our latest episodes and guest announcements sent directly to your inbox. Uh, I don't think I got anything else. I think that about wrap her up. Catch you later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.